Good morning. Uh, my name is Shadia, and I'm very privileged to be here today with you uh, and share about my journey and my search for hope in the midst of conflict. Um, who I am and, and what led me to be a peacemaker is, um, uh, in my context, is what I'm going to share with you today as a practitioner uh, in reconciliation. Um, I am a Palestinian Christian citizen of Israel, and I will break that down for you, what it means uh, as I go. I grew up in Nazareth, Israel. I am the youngest of six siblings to a Baptist Christian family. Around the same time Israel uh, was established, the Southern Baptist Mission was looking for opportunities to have a presence uh, in the land. So they opened a Baptist school, and that's where my father uh, enrolled to study there. Being influenced positively by their education and witnessed, uh, he left the Coptic church to be a Baptist himself until today. My mother also became a Baptist from a Greek Orthodox background after being raised by a Baptist orphanage that took in uh, children who were either left behind or orphaned uh, as a result of Israel's War of the Independence or Al-Nakba, as we Palestinians call it, the catastrophe. So by the time I was born, going to a Baptist church was part of my weekly routine. And the church was like my second home, uh, being involved in all its different activities from Sunday school, youth groups, conferences, and, and so on. The evangelical community in Israel and Palestine is, uh, um, is very small. Uh, they amount in the thousands. Not uh, exactly sure about the numbers. Uh, this also explains my, uh, my accent as well. Just growing up in a very um, um, environment influenced by um, evangelicals. The lessons that I learned at Sunday school still resonate with me today, and I especially um, am drawn into the teachings of Jesus and his love. I remember uh, most of the, the teachings that Jesus is love and that he has authority over all our lives. And I take these words seriously even today, and I pray that Jesus guide me through all aspects of my life. Uh, the church I grew up in focused a lot on our spiritual formation. And at times, especially at heightened political violence, didn't bring this aspect uh, into the church. And I always challenged uh, those around me, how do we address the political and social situation? Because it's part of who we are. And therefore, Jesus has to have something to say about it. Nazareth is considered the capital of Palestinians in Israel. So after the state was established, there were Palestinians who lived inside the Green Line, the Israeli uh, um, international borders. And 20 years later, we were given Israeli citizenship, like myself. Because Nazareth has the largest Palestinian population in Israel, many of the political mobilization happened there. So once or twice a year growing up, I, I would experience uh, a clash between Palestinian protesters and Israeli soldiers. As kids, this was a day off of school, so we f would find ways to entertain ourselves. My parents', my parents house is right in the center of Nazareth, just a few meters away from Mary's well. So when the demonstrators happened, we were in, we were in the midst of it. We would slice onions uh, into squares, and uh, when protesters run through our neighborhood uh, escaping uh, tear gas, we would have one hand holding the onions on our own mouth and pass, on the other hand passing onions to the, the, the protesters. See, onion helps you breathe when you're exposed to tear gas. 
Another activity was that after the confrontations were over, we would collect tear gas canisters and rubber bullets and compare the collections with one another. We were children. We normalized the confrontations and the situation uh, without really understanding what was going on. Uh, as I grew up, I started to understand that uh, there's a conflict here, and there are two opposing groups, the Palestinians, my people, and the Israelis, our enemies, fighting each other for exclusion. The more information I learned, the more angry and sad I became. Why did Israeli Jews kill so many of us? What have we done to deserve this? And I was learning about the history and atrocities from friends and political gatherings because the church didn't, to, didn't uh, address any of these issues. I remember at the time, as a typical uh, Baptist, I took advantage of every altar call to be reborn again, to guarantee my place in heaven. As much as this is assuring and important, I also believe that Jesus has authority over my life here on earth. And I kept challenging anyone in the church that would be willing to listen. Where is God in our conflict? How do we deal with the pain and suffering of injustices towards uh, me and my people? After high school, I joined a trip to a desert in Jordan uh, that brought together Messianic Jews and Palestinian Christians to learn about faith-based reconciliation. There, for the first time in my life, after being involved in so many church activities, that I encountered Jews who believe in Jesus. The thought never occurred to me that Israeli Jews can also be followers of Christ because I only encountered Jews in one particular area as soldiers and as enemies of my people. It was there for the first time that my faith addressed my conflict and brought both worlds together. We are called to be reconcilers to each other and to those around us, just like God reconciled us to him through Jesus on the cross. At the end of this trip, I became good friends with one Messianic Jewish girl from Jerusalem. It took only one friendship um, to break down the stereotypes that I had built up uh, and my process of rehumanizing the Israeli Jewish people. Because we shared the same faith, it was a safe place to discuss our differences and talk about our stories, our pain, and our context. My process of seeing my enemy as, as my brothers and sisters began then, and it has made my faith stronger, contextual, and more real. The next stage that I uh, needed to reconcile with was my own identity. Growing up as a Palestinian uh, in Israel means that you are exposed to Israeli public opinion about Palestinians. At the time of my formulating years, everyone had the same access to the same television channels. In the 19s, when the peace process was taking place, it was also a time of heightened violence and suicide attacks. Back then, such attacks were a shock to everyone, and so the news would broadcast the events of the attack and shortly after would feature the life of each one of the casualties who were killed in the attacks. Um, you were exposed to their life, to their stories, and you feel the loss of their unmet dreams. It's only expected that Israeli media then portrays the Palestinians as the aggressors, the terrorists, the inhumane monster. So watching Israeli protesters at the site of an attack chanting death to Arabs has really affected my identity formation. I thought to myself, I'm a good person, 
And if Palestinians are bad, then I'm not a Palestinian. So for many years, I rejected uh, anything Palestinian in me because I wanted to, believe, to please the majority. I wanted them to see me as a good, friendly, loving, and caring person. So I spent uh, a few years trying to dress like Israelis dress, read books that Israelis read, and I particularly worked hard on my, uh, on my Hebrew to hide my uh, Arab accent while, while speaking the language. During my second year of university, um, there, was, there was an attack on a bus, uh, and I remember I saw the news while eating a sandwich at the cafeteria. One of the Israeli Jewish students that was also there uh, was on the phone, and he seemed uh, very um, uh, angry and, and worried. And so he was screaming and cussing about the situation. And to s s put it mildly, uh, he said something like, if I see an Arab right now, I'm going to hit them so bad, I'm going to hurt them, because he was so frustrated. And I think he was looking for his loved ones, and he couldn't get a hold of them. And, and I remember sitting there, and I was just wish like I started sliding down, hoping that I would disappear, uh, because I didn't want to be his punch bag. But on the other hand, I too was unable to get a hold of a friend who lives nearby the attack, and I was worried because she wasn't answering her phone. Your mind constantly um, goes to the worst case, so I went outside and found uh, an isolated area and started making phone calls. Eventually, I got a hold of my friend. Uh, she just fell asleep and I didn't hear her phone. But these situations where you're fear fearful for your life and also fearful for your uh, loved ones' lives is very real. The e that evening, we went to see the remains of the bus, and it's a horrifying scene. The pain and suffering of the Israelis is real, and it's very personal. During this time, I was still friends with my Messianic Jewish uh, uh, friend, and we talked about the situation constantly. Because the more I got to know her, the better I got to know myself. I came to terms to trying to fit into Israeli society that I will, because I will always be considered an outsider simply because I'm not Jewish. But seeing how my friend embraced all the elements of her identity, she was Jewish, she was American, Israeli, and Christian, helped me embrace my own elements of identity. I am Palestinian, I'm an Israeli, I'm a Christian. The minute um, this realization happened to me, I started to see things differently. I saw opportunity. I can understand both cultures. I can speak both languages. I can be a bridge to help others have the same experience that I did, to help each side see the humanity and commonality of each other. Pain and suffering is on both sides. And if we want to heal, then we need to restore our relationships. And we need each other to do this. No one else is going to help us heal. So I didn't, then decided to work in reconciliation. So I led uh, children, youth, young adult, and women groups into encounters where they get to know each other and learn what the Bible has to say about reconciliation. We, regardless of our ethnic backgrounds, are one in Christ, and we need to be at peace with one another. I worked in that organization uh, called Musalaha for more than 10 years, uh, teaching, leading, and promoting reconciliation. And in the height of conflict, especially during wars, instead of being swayed and influenced by public opinion, I had uh, my faith uh, and my brothers and sisters to process and analyze the situation from our perspective. 
This was my hope, especially when further attacks and wars continue to happen on a regular basis. Sadly, almost every two years, Palestinian and Israeli uh, conflict turns into uh, a violent one. Being involved in reconciliation doesn't just mean that we have to uh, reach out to the other and also work on ourselves, but it also helps you to get to know about your own people group. As, as uh, Palestinians, we are geographically fragmented, uh, and encounters like these also expose me to know more about uh, my brothers and sisters living in Palestine or West Bank and Gaza. I realized that as an Israeli citizen, I had priv some privileges that they don't have. The occupation, among other things, means to be limited and restricted from moving from one place to another. You can't just go to the beach uh, when you want to, you can't go to Ikea when you want to, you can't and you can't, you can't, you're so restricted. When someone in your family gets really sick, they don't have the same access to medical care like I do. And I saw, and I saw a dear friend struggle with her father's cancel, cancer, which was disheartening. It was easier for her to take her father to Germany than it was to take him to, in Israel just 30 minutes away from her house. The suffering uh, of, the, of my Palestinian brothers and sisters is real and continuous. And to see them choose reconciliation despite the social and political pressure is inspiring. It makes my faith stronger, relevant, and prophetic. Then the war on Gaza in 2014 happened. And this war was a, cha a changing point for me and to many others. It, it was clear to us that we were stuck in a cycle of destruction with no end in sight. And people became to feel more hopeless and, they, and hopelessness fed into the cycle. It felt like we were just waiting for the next cycle to take place and we pray that our family and friends are not, don't fall victims to this one. And so it happened since the war, Jerusalem especially has experienced uh, uh, many turmoil and casualties the past two years. Barriers of fear and physical checkpoints increased. And in general, the situation in the Middle East and, and uh, the rise of radicalism exasperated our sense of powerlessness. Some days, it was, some days it was really hard to have the will to go to work when everything around you is going the opposite direction. And you ask yourself, why promote peace when it seems like no one wants it? How can I make a difference? These became daily struggles and daily confrontations that um, you have to intentionally uh, answer to and just say to yourself, do not give up. God is at work even when uh, we cannot see it. And, the, and, and that takes time, but then you, when you think about it this way, you see opportunity. Perhaps I am unable to change the situation like I want, but I can control and I can choose how to respond to situations. And opportunities started coming. And especially at this time of heightened hopelessness that um, peacemaking efforts need to be increased and you need to work more on it and you have to be very, very proactive uh, about doing it. So there are many um, various efforts that took place um, and, and just from a personal perspective, it starts with um, looking for it. You have to be uh, open for taking any stance. And it starts with simple things like, for example, your social media platform. Especially at, at times of war, it's used as a means to exasperate the conflict and to make things worse. So, you know, make wise choices. You have a circle of influence. What you choose to share, what you choose to say, makes a big impact. 
At the time as well, there was a lot of statements that uh, came after the war uh, condemning um, uh, violence. And there was a part, there's a group of uh, Palestinian and Israeli women in ministry, and we call ourselves In His Image Women for Change. Uh, in June this year, we uh, issued a strong statement against violence, uh, where a group of us uh, all work in, in, in different ministries as leaders felt very strongly about having a statement that really um, denotes any use of violence as a means to maintain or resolve the conflict. It's still available online and we actually had an opportunity for people to endorse it uh, as a show of solidarity and a show of our commitment to one another. The same thing with the Larnaca statement that came in January uh, after a conference held with Lausanne movement uh, with a focus on reconciliation and we issued a statement of unity and reconciliation. Uh, it was during the war on Gaza that my former colleague and I were searching for articles to see what was written about the war on Gaza uh, by our uh, pastors and leaders. And it was interesting to see that um, some of the articles were taking sides uh, with the Israeli government's uh, attacks on Gaza. Others were calling for a ceasefire and call to peace. And some were too consumed, proving this attack is yet another fulfillment of prophecy. To my surprise, all of these articles were written by men. And there were hardly any articles given by women. Well, I mean, I have something to say. And I know other friends of mine, women who has something to say. So eight of us, three Palestinian, three Israeli, two internationals married to locals, created a blog where we voice our, our experiences and struggles in pursuit of peace when we called the blog Another Voice. It's been two years since we started it, and we have had more than 100,000 uh, readership. We share about issues relating to Israel-Palestine, gender, world events, uh, culture, daily preoccupations, and theology. Each one of us uses a, side, uh, a pseudonym that, speaks, uh, that she speaks through. Uh, Goody two-shoes, B, Alice through the looking glass, Y, I, Q, and Tootsie Pop. As you see, humor is a strong feature to us. Uh, this too is available online if you want. Peacemaking is also a way of life and you need to always take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way. Uh, perhaps you are familiar um, also with Christ at the Checkpoint. It's a Palestinian Christian movement that challenges evangelicals to take responsibility to help resolve the conflict in Israel-Palestine by engaging with the teachings of Jesus on the kingdom of God. But you might not be aware that uh, we also have Christ at a Checkpoint young adults um, working among local Palestinian Christians, trying to provide each other in a dialogue to address our context. How do we as Palestinian Christians respond to our situation, respond to our injustices from a biblical perspective, be it the occupation, the separation wall, the systematic discrimination? Uh, we've already had one conference that was very successful last year, and we were planning on another conference for next, uh, for next summer. And we called our conferences Al-Kufiyye, which is the Palestinian scarf and the cross, trying to mix our context with our faith. Looking back at those two years, I can see that in the midst of conflict, God has been working in me and in other like-minded uh, brothers and sisters. We refuse to accept the political status quo, and we choose to follow our, our calling to seek peace as much as possible. Even throughout the Bible, we see that God uses the disempowered and the marginalized to fulfill his work. 
So as a Palestinian minority among an Israeli majority, Christian minority among Palestinian Muslim majority, as an evangelical among a traditionally Christian majority, and as a woman in a Middle Eastern society, I have a unique position to fulfill God's calling in my context. And God has a unique um, position right now in your life. God created you just the way you are for a specific purpose. Refuse to accept the teachings that go against God's love, peace, and reconciliation. And I pray that you find opportunity wherever you are looking. Thank you.